Grief is an earthquake. Grief is paralyzing fear, the deep unknown, our foundations shaken. The world is turned upside down, a gap in our soul has opened up, and we're in deep pain. It feels like we're going to collapse, because nothing else can fill it. Saying I'm so sorry for your loss is inadequate. Nothing that I say will match what you're feeling. All words are inadequate when it comes to grief, but it's still so important that we try to find the right ones to say to each other and to ourselves. I have known the grief beast since I was five, when my dad died. I grew up with it. I can barely remember a time when it wasn't with me, and other dearly loved people have died along the way as my life unrolled. Best friends, grandparents, close relatives, cats, legions of hamsters, and even my favourite stick insect called Bernie. I've also spent 20 years supporting people with their own grief as a counsellor and social care worker. I've sat with others' despair, the unbearable pain, and the empty, gaping, haunting space that death leaves behind. This audiobook is aimed at you. You who've lost someone. It may have been recently, or it may have been years ago, but still it stings like it was yesterday. I know that sting. That pain. The sickening ache. The sense of everything having shifted and having no idea how to write it. The shock. The wondering why the rest of the world hasn't stopped too. Why do the trees keep growing? Why are people getting on buses as if nothing has happened? Why is the fox still hunting for food? The traffic wardens are still patrolling. People are out doing their shopping. The countryside doesn't care. And you want to scream, They've died! They've bloody died! And you're acting as if nothing has happened! The injustice of grief is unparalleled. How do we live with something we so profoundly don't want to be true? There are 40 ways in this book that will help you to live. Not to get rid of grief, but to manage it. Sit alongside it. It provides a structure, ideas for when it all feels too much and you don't know what to do. I'm not going to tell you it will definitely get completely better with time. Because it doesn't always. Sometimes it gets worse, then gets better then gets worse again, and then settles into a new way of being. What I am saying is there are ways of managing grief, no matter what it's doing and what stage you're at. Eventually, you learn to live a different life, a new normal, not as you did before, but alongside it, scarred, but alive. I'm going to use some humour in the book, not to minimise the horrific experience you're going through, more to balance out the earth-shattering awfulness of grief with a few smiles so you can actually listen to the audiobook. Grief is bloody awful enough, so who needs a book that will make you feel worse? There will be some crying too, I expect, as there certainly was for me when I was writing it. We can cry together. Everyone will, at some point, feel grief. Death and taxes are supposed to be the two certainties in life but I would include grief as well. Even if you're a hermit in the outer reaches of Disco Island in Greenland, yes, it does exist, and your favourite seagull has died, you will experience grief. Grief is a talisman of the love that existed between you and another person. Love that continues to exist, despite them not being physically here. 
Grief doesn't go away because it's a reminder of how much we loved the person and how much we were loved back. Grief is hard to negotiate and we all do it differently. If anyone gives you one set rule for getting rid of grief, then poke them in the bottom and run for the hills. It's utter nonsense. Also, anyone who says that you will pass neatly through a set of structured stages of grief can do one as well. It's all pishwash, and they're probably also trying to sell you insurance for your socks. Managing grief is about doing things. It's an active process, which is a bugger, because it takes effort when you have none. But the rewards are there, and the reward is you. I'm here to tell you you're really, really important, no matter how you feel about yourself. The person who died thought you were really important too. So if, at the moment, you don't feel you can look after yourself for your own benefit, then look after yourself for them.